Welcome to Smart Politics. I'm your host, Anthony Arnold. Joining me is my regular guest and friend, Francine Dash. Well, hello, hello. Francine. Yay. Since, since this this show is about Hollywood, and I really think, given we're recording on uh, July 28th. Right, right. Um, July 29th. Sorry, I don't know my dates. So right. I really think there's only one way to start this show, which is, have you participated in the Barbenheimer? I've only done the Barbie side because I couldn't, commit, I couldn't commit to the five and a half hours at one time. So I'm going to yeah. Oppenheimer by itself yeah. so I can have that full experience. But I have to tell you, it's pretty darn exciting. to. Promote. I'm seeing Barbie I'm tonight with Heather. Oh, my gosh. You Very gotta excited. You got to Hey, hey wear it. pink. Wear pink. Look, <laughs> I want to state this on the record. Here we go. Francine will back me. Oh, I actually. called Barbie. You the did. first teaser trailer with you the did. Space Odyssey, I shared it in our random chat. You I don't did. know if you remember this. Because I pooped it. I pooped yes, I said I wasn't I sure. It, yeah. And I was like, this is going to be a banger. I was like, it's mm -hmm. a banger. I called it seven months ago. I said, uh -huh. Barbie is going to be a banger. Mm -hmm. The haters and the doubters. Many people were hating on me. One of those people is here right now. Many people were hating on me. And I called it. I said, Barbie's right. going to be a banger. Greta yeah. Gerwig. So let's move to Hollywood. Go, go to Vegas. Let's get it going. Boom. <laughs> I called the Barbie sensation seven months ago. That, you know, I'm a guru. I'm a Rasputin. In, in my defense... And I think I'm right about this too. I said in my mind, it was elf-like, right? And it, it kind of is. It's you live in another world inside of this world. You think you have an effect on the real world. You go to the real world and realize that that effect isn't what you thought. I don't want to ruin it for you, but go enjoy. But I will look forward to debriefing with you. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's a fun ride. Go and see yeah. it. There's a lot of talk about it, a lot of political stuff about it, whatever. Go and watch it for you. Have your own story to tell. And just yes. have fun going to the movies. It's just yes. fun to go to the movies. Get yourself a popcorn. Go to the movies, Those people that like to sneak it in, at least be discreet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. get yourself a popcorn. Get yourself a drink. And just kick back and enjoy being at the yes. movies, whatever your flavor is. Barbie was a and, fun ride for me, and I know that Oppenheimer was. And as for Oppenheimer, I've read the book. I read American Prometheus. Um, so, you know. Yes. We can be brief on that one too. You don't need to worry about spoiling it for me. I've read the book. Okay. Um, so you know, I'm I'm excited. I, I we really are just going to do. You know what? We got to do a movie debrief. I I want to do uh, uh, um, dinner and a movie is a pod I had it for next year, but we got to start doing. We have to do dinner and a movie. And, and we have to. We love movies. We are movie heads, guys. So we're yes, gonna go. Yeah. So, you know. yeah, so yeah. all right. So if you didn't know, in this episode, we're talking about Hollywood and labor. Now, by the time you hear this, there is a chance that the writer and actor strikes could be over. But that still doesn't mean you shouldn't listen. And it probably won't be over. This is going long haul, baby. Because this story is about more than just rack writers and actors. Right. It's also a lesson in how technology is changing the landscape of labor in un unanticipated ways, and it provides a preview into the kinds of conflicts that may become more common in the future. So get your popcorn ready. Join us on this episode of Smart Politics. All right. So, so big, big picture, 
What is this strike about, Francine? You know, the strike is about what every strike is about. The strike is about, hey, I want more pay. I want more benefits. I want more pay. (laughs) And I want some assurances that my role is, is going to be safe, right? Yeah. And so people have come together with a a variation of those things on their agenda, you know, based on wherever they're coming from. And and that's what they're rallying behind. Now, the interesting thing about this for people who aren't quite sure how Hollywood works, producers, they they make the movies. And for the most part, they, they make the money on the movies. The actors and writers, our contract players, they get paid whatever's in the budget for that movie. The producers make uh, a lot of times money residuals well after the fact. So they're making money on money. They're making money when they're napping, golfing, sleeping. They're making money when it opens in China. They're making money. And what, what people who are striking are saying, hey, we want a little bit more of that. You know, their streaming has taken off, taken off. And now we have uh, talk of AI writing scripts. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of fear when people go to strike. Uh, they they're afraid one if they don't strike they're going to be left out. They're afraid right. two if they do strike uh, that they're going to be cut out. So right. <laughs> the hope is that the strike will land somewhere in the field of compromise that gives them at least a little bit more than they had before. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about all of that. You know, streaming has totally changed this, the TV residuals of the kind that, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld still gets paid. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere rest, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. He gets a check. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, Seinfeld somewhere, he, he gets a little bit of money when Seinfeld is like in syndication somewhere. Yeah. in Earth. Yeah. He still gets a little money from it. That's right. But streaming has changed all of that. There, there's no residuals in streaming. Um, no matter how many, you know, if you rewatch, I don't know, New Girl mm-hmm. for the thousandth time or whatever, like they don't get more residuals for that. Yeah, so, because the contracts that existed didn't include any correct. of that in them. So they're repackaging all of these older movies and shows. Correct. And People aren't getting that- paid for them on streaming right. services, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You touched on the AI part, which is obviously true. Um, you know, they're trying to have AI do scripts. So like, that's what the strike is is about. Like you said, it's about the classic labor is trying to negotiate for protection and for more money, more benefits, greater things, a bigger cut of the pie. Mm-hmm. This is happening, of course, at, at, at the same time as in some ways the pie is shrinking. Mm-hmm. Movies, uh, every once in a while you get a Barbenheimer or you get a Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. But then you also have a lot of high profile movies, especially if they're the superhero ones that are falling flat. Mm-hmm. The box is looking a little unpredictable. Mm-hmm. These streaming companies, and this isn't to defend them, they're not making money. Netflix is the only one that turns a profit. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus loses money. Uh, Paramount Plus loses money. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're losers. So the pie is shrinking and people want, want a bigger part of it, rightfully so, and that's what leads us to this. But there's always the, well, we're all labor. If you're not the owner, you're the labor, and right. you should support labor no matter what. Mm-hmm. I myself, as of recently, am a union person. I have a union job, mm-hmm. so I support labor. Mm-hmm. But I also, if you think just a step beyond, Hollywood has not endeared itself to many ordinary people. <laughs> no, um, you know, to put it politely, 
<laughs> they, there are some people who really support Hollywood. And there are some people, if you are the conservative variety, Hollywood does not seem to be making content aimed at you. I mean, let's just be blunt. Right. They're right. all a spade a spade. And so how should maybe those people feel about, in their minds, what they may say are a bunch of well-paid actors who don't make stuff for me anyway. How well, should they feel about it? Well, let's let's look at it. Let's, let's just dive into the politics of it, right? Yeah. Let's dive into the, po the politics of it. The traditional sense is that labor is blue and yeah. owners are red, right? Yeah. So the uh, labor sometimes doesn't even try to appeal to any any group they consider to be in the red circle right and right. and the and the counterpoint is true but the reason why i think everybody should be concerned is because of all the other industries that are attached to hollywood right. that that are impacted by the strike right and in other communities hollywood isn't just in hollywood anymore hollywood right. has uh found its way to atlanta new york Yep. Uh, Ontario, even though it's just it's Hollywood and yep. Ontario's out of the country, Cleveland, all the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And yep. and other places where they have gone, where they spend money and yep. our U.S. economy or the local economies, rather, in those spaces have become accustomed to yep. having that business. The, the people who rent furniture, the people who rent lights, the people who serve food, the people who yep. do clean up all of the other industries that are that are connected that is the reason why everyone should be concerned with how all of this plays out because the longer it goes you know some businesses are just going to close their doors florists are going to go out of business that we're supplying these companies yeah. furniture outlets are going to go out of business all of these other uh supporting businesses are going to go out of business. some of them have already started going out of business so it it, it should be a concern for people if it continues to drag on. And then the question becomes, okay, so now what do we do about it? How do yeah. we push toward a compromise? And I just don't know how you do that. There, they, there's, yeah. some, there's some points in here that people might have a hard time compromising over. Now, for one point, you, you mentioned that the pie might be shrinking. Other people say the pie has grown larger because of yeah. uh, online. And they're not investing in in the right now because everybody knows that there's a loss of money because a lot of these streaming companies are just too brand new they're not going to make money for another 20 years but right. they're talking about the future they want the foundation set for when they are making money and that pie is twice as large as the pie has ever been they want to make sure that they have a seat at that table and they get a nice slice of that pie yes so then since you brought up the streaming stuff let's move into the tech part right this because this is also a story about tech Mm -hmm. So is this a story, though, about the dangers of tech, the dangers of technology being misused, or a little bit of both? And I, and, and, you know, and I fall on the both side, ultimately. But, you know, when you look at streaming, I mean, I've been saying for so long that the streaming business model is just not going to work. Mm -hmm. Like, you all saw Netflix being making a lot of money and everyone wanted to be Netflix. And they said, well, like Netflix is only valuable because they have all of your stuff. And if you split all of your stuff to eight different places, none of you will be as valuable anymore. Mm -hmm. And that is like, that's what's happened. Mm -hmm. Like I now I had to subscribe to eight different services to watch what I used to watch on Netflix. Right. It was better. Like, you know, I used to be able to watch Marvel stuff on Netflix. Well, now you can't. I used to be able to watch. Well, like, now we have Paramount Plus. 
I, who cares? I don't care about Paramount. What am I doing? Amazon Prime has their own thing now. So now you got to subscribe to Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. And, and among Paramount all of Plus. them, Amazon is positioned differently than than most because right. it started as a bookseller. And now it right. has health clinics. It has this online streaming. And so they have right. business units. They can they have the ability to stay in this game probably the longest. Because oh, they can just eat losses. <laughs> they can because they have other business units yeah. that are are stabilizing this investment. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, totally side note, Amazon Cloud Services, the thing where they provide other people with like servers, that is their bread and butter. It ain't the books. It's the cloud. It's it's <laughs> it's the server things they provide to the rest. That's why when Amazon Web Services goes down, a bunch of websites go down. Right, right. Exactly. So they get paid because your favorite website uses them. So, exactly. you know, exactly. they're going to be great. So that's the tech part. And then you have the technology being misused part, mm. which is the AI. That's um, a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah. And this one has come on, you know, recently and it's come on quick and it's sort of taken over large parts of our society in terms of the fear and the worrying about it. And well, and in this, this space, you know, because I have a challenging question, because let me pose yeah. a question to you. OK. And, I, and I'm happy I have you for this one, because you and I, you've created, I know you've mentioned writing like, by creating scripts. Right. And, mm -hmm. and we write articles for our website. Right. So we're both people who write mm -hmm. and you've done this in that side. Right. But let me pose you uh, just, why shouldn't I use an AI to replace some scrub ass writer? <laughs> I mean, like, and I'm not saying me and you are scrubs, right, but like, right. I don't think we are. Right, right. But, but and, I I, and I know, and I hear the argument, which mm -hmm. is that like humans should be involved, but but I go, but why? Yeah. If an AI can replace what, you know, if 50% of your writers aren't good, if the AI writes at their level, and look, I've I've watched enough movies, like some of this writing is not good. Mm, like that's true. like uh, if the AI can do that at a level of you for half the price, a quarter of the price, a tenth of the price, like what, mm -hmm. what should I should I pay you to produce bad writing? Well, the bigger question is what type of impact would it have on the economy of movie making? Right. And would that trickle down to consumers? Right? right. Because that's where the bigger sell would be. Now, going back to like your original question, though, with yeah. AI, um, the, the question is really boundaries. People are going to use it. Right. So is it that writers can use it? Because there are writers who have been using uh, tools to help them come up with phrasing mm -hmm. and lines for years you know there are Absolutely. services they you know that people are connected to now you have this tool you can put some information in and it'll spit it out a different way or maybe it'll say it in a more sophisticated way are you saying that they can't use that like how far should we go as far as drawing the line and i'm afraid i personally don't have an answer to that because to be honest with you i think people are going to use it but what i envision happening is that it will become like another tool like a grammarly if you will right right i i think that it will become another tool but uh i think there are legitimate reasons why people will be afraid now i've used chat gbt and other other uh, ai tools and to be honest with you um it, to rely on it by itself would probably not be wise, <laughs> but no. I can see people using it to get started. I can see people using it to get out of a brain funk or to right. spur on ideas 
I see it as a tool, so I'm not afraid of it. Uh, but it's been hyped up as being very intelligent, right? And, yeah. and being able to learn the way we. And right now, it's as intelligent as Alexa. You know, it's as intelligent right. as we program it to be. That that's that's it. There's not uh, a lot there. But uh, again, we're talking about the future, and we just don't know right. to to count it out. No, we don't. But, you know, what you brought up there raises another interesting question in, in my head, um, because the way this stuff goes together, the streaming wars have made the need for content so great. These 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 companies need so much original content now because that's their selling point is we have original content. Well, they need way more than ever. Mm-hmm. And if a writer relies on chat GPT to get them started, mm-hmm. I think the actual, the obvious is, well, then why don't I just pay for the tool? Mm-hmm. If I find out that you use chat GP to get started, why don't I just cut out the middleman being you, the writer, right, right. and buy chat GPT? This was always the danger. And we talked about this in some way. Well, they don't have to. That's how dangerous, dangerous it is. Right. It's free right. right now. You don't have right. to buy it. And one of the things that was challenging when some of the AI stuff first started was there was a danger. And some people warned creators, like, if you use AI to help create, eventually the person paying you will go, why don't I just use the AI to to do you? And you know what? You can't stop that, though. I don't think you can stop that. I think that there are going to be some people who are going to do just that. And there have been writers and new local newspapers who have been talking about this very thing for years. And they have been massive layoffs and corporate buyouts and nationalizing of local entities. All of these discussions are not new. The question is, what is the real solution? And I just don't think we have come up with anything yet. Well, and that takes us very neatly into the final question I had, which was like, like possible to prepare our workplaces for the future, or are our workers just always fighting kind of a losing, ever evolving? I mean, I say losing, but always evolving battle, right? The battlefield changes, you take some losses, and then you find out where the where it's possible to make gains, and you move there. Like when cars came, people who made horseshoes lost a bunch of business, but they didn't just stop working forever. They just had to find something else. They go to the car factory and get a job. They go to the car factory. Right. right. And, you know, is that where we are? Where, you know, look, this thing is coming. AI is coming. Streaming has changed the nature of entertainment forever. There's going to be some losses and carnage. There's going to be some people losing their jobs. But, yeah. you know, well, trying to stand yeah. in the way of it is maybe not possible. What are your final thoughts on that? Well, I think a couple of things. People have to be retooled for change, like with your example with the the person doing the horseshoes and then the car factory. Is it possible to prepare our workplaces for the future? I think so. Companies usually aren't incentivized because they're into the right now and the profits right now. So there usually has to be something else compelling them to think about uh, their workplace future and the workers in that workplace. Um, and I think workers are always going to be fighting an evolving battle. I don't think that we will be a race because this is the problem. Workers are also consumers. So we need to right. be, there's a cycle that that has to be true in order for those companies to be successful. Many of those yeah. workers 
who are striking out at Hollywood, uh, they go see a lot of those movies. They see the movies yeah. online. They they have streaming subscriptions, you know, in order for them to continue doing that, they need to be a part of the economy. So yeah. the, the, the short answer is you got to figure out a way to make them a viable part of the economy so they can continue to contribute at the highest level and companies can continue to make the money uh, that they that they set out to make. All right. That is our show. Thank you, as always, Francine, for joining me. No problem. This was fun. This was fun. This was fun. Uh, thank you all for listening. As always, I want to encourage you to continue the discussion on Facebook and Instagram. Like all of our shows here, this podcast is brought to you in part by Eliag Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and Pointcast News. To listen to our podcast or read our latest articles, you can visit our website at pointcast.news or subscribe to our feed on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and, well, X. Used to say Twitter. Follow us on X. And make sure you join us next time. That's right. <laughs>